0: Welcome to another edition of the Sports Me Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Monaco, chilling as always with the CEO and founder, Jeff Rubin. Jeff, say hello. What's up, guys? Happy to be here once again. And we are with a special guest, the go to for LeBron Talk and Chiefs Talk, Michael Matthew. He hosts a podcast at Courtside Radio as well as on SportsMe every day of the week at King Michael the First. Michael, how you doing, baby? Stoked to be on the mic with you.
1: Man, I'm very excited, man, to be here with you guys to talk sports, man. I love
0: it. We are in the Himes Tower at Himes World. Alex Himes, another sportsme user, hosting us, Great Feng Shui. An open room for open sports talk, baby. Let's get it. All right. We got a lot on the menu. Michael's a big Laker fan. Want to give it to you first. I know you had a couple of concerns. Obviously excited, but I want to give you the floor. You can go sports meet 30 seconds or less with it. But what, what are your first couple thoughts when LeBron decided to land a La La Land?
1: Man, I was kind of nervous just the fact that he's going to be playing at 34 years old. And I remember Kobe being 34 and... We were so excited about him, and he averaged 27-6-6, and 6, and then, bam, injury occurred. He never was the same, and Lakers pretty much lost out on that investment. And I'm kind of nervous with so many minutes with LeBron playing that, man, it may strike us again, but I'm hoping not.
0: Well, it's an interesting team to coach. Yep. You got a kind of a hybrid of veterans, a couple of champions on the team, and then you got the new glue guys. Obviously, the Lakers have drafted very well the last two seasons. What are you looking for from a Luke Walton standpoint for him to kind of go in and do the best job he can, really just kind of coaching, but also just being a leader in the locker room for these guys?
1: I think with this year, like the offense, of course you want to move the ball, try to get it up the floor. LeBron is going to play more of like the high post, mid post area, so you have Lonzo and Rondo being able to play the point. This year they should actually play a lot more of maybe a triangle offense. And playing through LeBron in the post and having guys just cutting through and
0: moving without the ball and letting him score and pass from the post. Jeff, being a Celtics fan, looking at the Laker organization, my friend, what do you actually want to see that won't go well so the Celtics can have an easier path to another ring?
2: Look, I've said this from day one I am a Celtics fan, I'm a lifelong Laker hater. I love it! But. I don't know why I can't get this out of my mind. I like this Lakers team, and I want to slap myself in the face, but I love LeBron. I think he's dynamic, and I as a Celtics fan, I used to hate him. And then I realized how amazing he is. Forget all like the charity stuff, which is the obvious, but think about him coming to L.A., like invigorating an entire city that does love their basketball. Not as good as Boston, but, you know, um, they, they, they love hoops, and I think, like I said, Celtics laker dynasties when they're both playing well that makes the nba better and i just think it's great and i would love to see them knock off the warriors i think that they are clearly the number two seed and you know an injury here an injury there a shooter at midseason that they pick up and you never know what can happen
0: switching over to the seas jeff you're looking at the roster let's say it stays the same going into opening night Who do you want to see start at where? And then maybe give me your first three guys off the bench with the new roster. Everyone coming back healthy, of course.
2: So we're in a tough situation. We have a lot of amazing guys at the wing position. But these wing players are different. They can shoot. They can pass. They can score. They can defend. They can score. Defend multiple um, guys on the court. Literally one through five. So you have to start. Kyrie, who's the best point guard in the NBA, hashtag battle. Yeah. Battle me right now. It's
0: sports me style.
2: And then I think <laughs> you got to go Jalen Brown at the two. Okay. You, or you go Jason Tatum, you go Gordon Hayward, and you go Al Horford. And that team is. Un- that team contends with the Warriors. I don't care what you say. I don't care what you say. There is offense, there is passing, there is chemistry. And there's defense, like great defense and length. And you can't beat the Warriors if you don't have length. There's no team in the NBA that is as equipped to do that as my Boston Celtics.
0: I love it, Michael, staying on that starting five. Now, I find it interesting because there's so many pieces, they're so deep. I don't disagree with Jeff. I'd love to have Ho- Hayward, Hayward, excuse me, Hayward, Horford, Jalen Brown. Tatum and Kyrie on the court at the same time. However, do you think it would behoove Stevens to maybe throw Jalen as the sixth man so they're coming in with energy off the bench from a guy that can give you a double-double any night? Or do you like Marquis first off the bench? Or maybe even, you know, Robert's looking pretty good out of a and I don't know how he fell so far.
1: Yeah, I, I think that uh, they should start with that lineup. To see how it works, but like you said, you have Morris to come off the bench right. to give them something different. Uh, Rose air. so I just they should try that lineup first to see if it works. If not, then move uh, Brown to the bench. But like you said, I mean, I like uh, Williams from A and I think you're going to be able to bring like an old school type of basketball by moving Horford to the four to let them play a little bigger, and maybe that size difference can be something that Golden State won't be able to handle with no Javon McGee either. You know,
2: and you make a good point, too, that Williams is like a guy, like, we have Baines, we have Thies, who's coming back, who is not underrated. He is wow. a solid player. Solid. Yeah. You know, you think about, like, Morris. Like, where is he even going to play? Think of Terry Rozier, but we're talking about the bigs. You know, we also have Semi, who's a good player out of UT, UH, UH or Houston. He's He's so good, too, and I think about, you know, like, where the playing time that these guys are going to get. And it's a good good problem to have, and I'm excited for this problem to unfold. But at the same time, Williams can come off the bench, run with this group, and he's big, and he can block shots. That is something the Warriors have found, is these gems, like Bell... He's our guy.
0: I like it. It's just going to be fascinating how the plus minus plays out for all those guys because they are four or five deep off the bench. Michael, transferring over to what we were kind of talking about last night when we were playing pickup, because SportsMe is not just an in-app community, baby. We hang out outside the battles. We were talking. Not all players have. I did do you
2: want to one earlier today, by the way, just so lo- the SportsMe <laughs> fam <low-key. damn> knows.
0: <laughs> well, we were talking about matching certain coaches with certain teams, and then also the idea of not every player has dog in them. Just kind of giving you the floor on that topic. As a fan, you want to see every player on your team have dog. Why do you think certain professional athletes stand out from that Alpha, Kobe, Westbrook, Jordan mindset, and then others are a little more subservient, yet they're still in the league?
1: Because uh, it comes down to just some guys are just in it for the lifestyle. They're like, hey, I'm 6'8", I'm an athlete, I can play this game. It's going to bring me money, I'm going to be able to take trips and do all these things. Women, different endorsements, but they don't actually have that will to, I want to be one of the greatest players ever. So they're pretty much just playing the game because of what it brings them, not that the fact that they want to be great. So that's why you uh, you see some guys, you're like, damn, why couldn't this guy reach this level that everybody else reach our players with the similar uh, physical abilities. And it's the fact that that guy didn't put in the same type of work because he wasn't focused on being great. He just wanted to play to, to bring what comes with
0: it. I like it, Jeff. Any thoughts on old school NBA versus new school in terms of having that extra oomph, that dog, that fight? You
2: know, just like I crushed two double-doubles last night, I think the old <laughs> NBA would crush today's basketball, not in terms of talent. Think about like, Ke- like Mason, and Oakley in Orlando versus the Knicks or the Bulls versus the Knicks like that was like intense basketball.
0: Let's get a Bonzi Wells, Brian Grant on a Draymond. See like, what's good on the block, yeah. son.
2: I, I, like honestly, like you have a guy like Steph Curry, right? Amazing basketball player. Like maybe the goat. Some people have argued he's the goat, and you can't say that he's not. Even in the question, maybe he is. Maybe he's not. Who knows? But I'm not saying he is. I'm yeah. just saying maybe. Oh, bad! No, what I'm bad. saying is these NBA guards today, like Patrick Beverly, is old school. What if the glove was guarding him, wow. or like, yeah, or like, you know, like, uh, 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 you know, like the glove, or like some of these old school point guards,
0: Well, Isaiah Dude, Thomas, Joe you know, Dumars, Joe Dumars.
2: Dumars, like they're physical, like they're Tim Hardaway. Like. Well, think
0: about it. Reggie Miller had to deal with hand checks. Yeah. I mean, okay. Andre so had- Miller,
2: yeah. Remember Andre Miller? Of
1: course, Jay, like the Watts, dude. The Watts
2: can you, he it's physical. Yeah. Like and, and they played together in the NBA, but they they overlapped. But that was old Andre Miller when he was younger out of U um, out, of, out of Utah. Utah, yeah. I mean, I just think he would bully a guy like Steph Curry, not Kyrie, because Kyrie's a little more physical. But like yeah. some of these point guards who are just finesse. I just think that's a different NBA, and that was. It's very different from today's I think, day. I think
1: it comes down to mentality. Like these guys today, like I said, they're just kind of just playing. Like they see Steph doing all this stuff, they don't take it personal. Back in the day, it was like you were taking it personal. I love that. nowadays in the NBA, these guys, they go over and hang out before they play. They hang out after they play. So it's just buddy-buddy. We all here hooping together. It's fun. Yep. Back in the day, they, they rarely hung out with each other. They only hung out with their team. So it was like, I'm coming in and kill you. They didn't have iPhones. Yeah, <laughs> that too. <laughs> so it was like you couldn't communicate all the time. Or sportsmen.
0: <laughs> well, do you think, Michael, to that point, which is a great, which is a great thought, yep. that – the millions of dollars has really changed it all. Everyone's eaten. Everyone's fed. Even the fifth guy off the bench is a multimillionaire.
1: I believe that has a big part, but it just comes down to it. It's, it's basketball. You're on the court. Do you want this guy to beat you and look better than you? And you have to decide that by your effort and energy. And nowadays, these players, it's like they don't really care because, you know, they're laughing, joking, or buddy-buddy, but they're not trying to go in for the kill, so... It's just the, the mind the mind state of the players. I just think back in the day, it was like you saw Jordan, just kind of like what I see with LeBron. Like I say, the Raptors, right. the Raptors, you can tell they just had this full respect for LeBron, so they didn't want to be physical, step on his toes, right? And let him just play. He dominated them. But back in the day, the Knicks, Miami Heat, Pistons, they were like, "Oh, you the best player in the world? We're gonna have you know." To you make
2: it. such a good point, man, and you you talk about that 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 killer instinct, right? Mm-hmm. Right. And like I think about guys who have killer instincts, like amazing guys in the NBA, and I don't think they have that. Like here's what it what bothers me about the Kobe scenario in the GOAT conversation. Kobe had a kill Michael had the greatest killer scenario of, of all time, right? But right. like Kobe man, like Kobe's killer instinct one of a kind. Right? He one of a kind. Like I love LeBron. I think LeBron is a better, pl- better player. His killer instinct is different. Maybe because it comes so easy to him because he's a bigger, stronger guy. But like, Kobe's like would just like kill you. And like everyone has that like that that running like thing. Like right, if you had one, if you needed one basket to save your life, just one basket. Who do you pick in the game of one on one? And
0: I pick Kobe. And, I love it. it's a and, Celtics fan saying and that, and I, I don't I think he's the best it. player of all time. Right, but the one basket thing, to your when point, you killer instinct.
2: Kobe is like the guy. Is You want that basket saving your life, Kobe Bryant.
0: That's why I, I, I'm flabbergasted why Westbrook gets so much flack. Because to me, his at least mindset in today's 2018, right. NBA is one of a kind. Westbrook
2: yes. is, is ha, I believe right now, Westbrook has the biggest killer instinct in the NBA. Probably. It doesn't mean he's the best player in the NBA. No, he's but amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The
0: mindset. Mm-hmm. But it's, his it's, mindset is
2: amazing. Like You want everyone, you wish everyone tried that hard.
1: I just think the, soup, the, uh, the superstar changed. So you had Jordan, you had Kobe, these guys who were very intense. So the media really respected that. But then it started to become LeBron, who was friendly. Kevin Durant was friendly, mm. Steph Curry was friendly. So now they look at that as if, oh, uh, this guy is, you know, he's a, he's a punk. He's just trying to act tough where he's just a pit bull the way that Jordan, Kobe, even Chris Paul is to an extent. And they're just so used to the gullible guys like LeBron who wants to be, like the year in Miami, he, he played bad in the finals and he just, he said he couldn't take being the, uh, the villain. So he had to get back to being a nice guy. So that's exactly what we see with Steph, KD, and LeBron. But, Michael,
0: there's no Batman without the Joker, baby. Hey,
1: exactly. And you need that.
0: You You need that. that. You
1: want to see that in the league because. You need that.
2: You You need it. You need it. It makes the game fun. Right? It it gives us something to talk about. Of course. Who won the game? How many points did he have? We need those intangible nuances of conversation. Undoubtedly. Yep.
1: Yeah. And then you gained you, you learn to respect those guys because you see after Kobe retired it was coming to the end, everybody who hated them fans had to say, Hey, I respect him. You know, so.
0: Well I, I'm I'm just going off of that, wanna just one more one more on that topic, then we'll we'll pivot to the NFL and get out of here. But the idea that Durant leaves, how big of a dis do you think Durant goes if LeBron doesn't go, and I mean LeBron to Miami, because because he's kind of KD's younger brother. You know, LeBron's yeah. kind of his older brother yeah. in, in the league to some to some degree, yeah. to some degree. Because they, they
1: worked out after the, the finals when LeBron beat them. Right. Yep. Yeah. I just think, man. I think uh, LeBron didn't ruin the league, but he's he actually started this whole thing and it spread from NBA to college, to high school, to where it was like, it was it was a cool thing. It kind of took away that competitive edge. So if you go, like, for instance, Duke this year, they're going to have the top three forwards all okay. at their school. Like They have, like, five top ten guys on the same roster. And it started with LeBron because LeBron, he was the best player in the league, and he made the change, so it made it acceptable.
0: Because remember, we all remember Durant's tweet.
1: We all remember it. Yeah. Right when LBJ goes to
0: South Beach, what happened to going at these guys? Yeah. All of a sudden, he has a change of heart. Now he joined the enemy. To me, that 3-1 up, losing, leaving, bothers me to this day from a competitive standpoint. Yeah, yeah. I just would never see any of the 90s guys doing that.
2: You know, and it, it brings me back to another thing about social media, right? And why like, a guy like Ryan Hollins can go on Sports me and... Talk sports with the everyday fans, which he does, and it's amazing. Yeah. Kevin Durant, he made a comment. Please. Anybody can make a comment and then years later look back and be like, oh, I probably shouldn't have said that. Or maybe, what was I thinking? Or, or why are people giving me crap? And it's like, you got to think, like, Kevin Durant, like, I don't look at that and say, oh, this dude made this comment. What an idiot. Like, First off, there are so many different things that have happened. It's a different world than that happened. Social media took what this guy said. And they turned it around on him. And they flipped it around. He became this evil guy. This villain. And it vilified him. Because then, look what's happening now. Kevin Durant should be like this beloved player. Mega star. Super nice. Super charitable. But he's not. not He's what happened to LeBron when LeBron left. And that's terrible. And I just love, you know, like what we've done with Ryan is like pioneering like this new way for fans to talk with athletes. What if Kevin Durant had expressed his opinion on this instead of just putting some, you know, five words down of what he thought? And I just think that social media made it far worse than it actually was.
0: Interesting perspective. I, I don't disagree. That's that's a that's an interesting take.
2: I think that's not. You know, I, that's just my feeling.
0: Well, it's uh, both your points are, are great. Staying on the NBA, we, we got some updated Kawhi news. <laughs> well, as of earlier in the week, Vegas Sportsbook had Kawhi going to the Raptors. Now we're hearing through the grapevine, there's allegedly a Blazers proposal. We're hearing Nurkic and McCollum and a pick for Kawhi. Michael, you got the floor. You're operating either as Popovich or a Portland GM, what are your thoughts? What do you do? Would you take that? And we all know the one-year rentals on the menu as well.
1: Man, if I'm pop, that's that's a good deal. You get a nice big man with uh, plenty of skills. You get a point guard that can uh, do a lot. And uh, you get Kawhi out of there. If he's that unhappy... He's hiding from, from those guys and doesn't want to show his face. You get to clear him out, and you get to get CJ, who will become an all-star there. And then you get the nice big man, and you also get a draft pick, which they're always good at. As for Kawhi, you get to play next to Dane. And, you know, they got some young players down there that they can play with. But him and Dane will be a nice duo, kind of like a West. That would be amazing. Yeah. yeah. I
0: like it. I like it. Your thoughts, yet?
2: I mean, look, in this day's day and age – you need superstars. You need megastars to win. Like, no team in the last 10 years has won without a megastar. Detroit Pistons are the only team that I could think of that didn't have a megastar. And they beat a team with, like, four megastars. Two older megastars, but still. Love it. And, and talk about Killer Instinct. Ben Wallace. <laughs> Forget about it. <laughs> yeah. Chauncey Billups, forget about forget it. Forget about it. Even Rip it. Hamilton, like forget about she, it.
1: She, yeah, she too. Is she? And oh,
2: she? Uh, she love. She Celtics.
0: Taisha Tenacious two, D. We got great overbiographies
2: to Celtics. Ah, goddamn! <laughs> bringing up O
1: four, uh, bringing up O oh bad.
2: No ten yeah. memories we lost to the Lakers, but.
1: Oh no! That was our ring too. Oh yeah Oh yeah
2: (laughs) We'll agree to disagree But I I think that One He should not go to the Toronto Raptors That's a terrible move No one in the NBA Should allow that to happen Because that's bad for all parties Second off I like the move If you're Portland I think C.J. McCollum Is amazing I think he would be more amazing Without Dane I just think that you can't have Two guys who are that good And need the ball that much Right On the same court I, I put. I, I think the Lakers are an amazing spot for CJ McCall. Like that is a perfect spot, or the or like the Clippers. You add him to the Clippers, surround him with a couple other guys. Yeah, you get the sense of what I'm saying. Right, right but, right. but I think I think you know Nurkic is okay. Nothing special. We had a good season, but you can find bigs.
0: You don't see him. He's not a top ten center, to you? To me, he is.
2: But centers are so different now. Yeah, you don't sure. need the centers. And they have John Collins, who's up and coming. I actually really like his game. They have Caleb Swanigan, who is also an excellent player. We'll see how they develop, although they're both kind of like Kawhi Leonard-ish. But, so what happens? Kawhi Leonard pulls a PG-1 and he stays. So now they have him and Dame. They get out of Nurkic's contract, and they have some money left over. Who doesn't want to go to Portland, which is a great city, and play with those two?
0: Question. We've heard, and I've at least I have, through the grapevine, Aldridge is not happy in San Antonio. He really wasn't at the beginning. Maybe a little happier now. Go. But Celtics. any chance he goes back to Portland? Because you add Kawhi, you pair him with Lillard, and then you add on Aldridge. That's a big three.
2: I actually like him on the Lakers, too. Because they need a big. Really? And L.A. is L.A. It's
1: true. Yeah. I think uh, Aldridge back to Portland. I don't think it's going to happen. don't yeah, think so? That's trading because people got to realize Kawhi is a top five player right now. Of course. So if you're going to trade him, you're going to want a good amount back.
0: Well, I'm just wondering if they're going to take on the Nurkic deal. They have they have a a lot of bigs. I'm just wondering if they were going to keep Aldridge if they do that trade. I don't know how that cap will work you probably out.
1: They can make a separate deal to try to get more pieces. You know, Buford, he knows what he's doing. Uh-huh. So he's going to make sure that they have something to make sure their team is competitive. So he's going to make a company. I have an
2: interesting fit. We're going to talk about LaMarcus Aldridge. Ready for this? Sell it. Indiana Pacers. Wow. wow. Can you imagine if LA went to the Pacers as a Celtics fan? I'm threatened. Because they have Miles. They have not Miles. They have Miles Turner. Right. They have LA. They just got Tyreek Evans. They have Depot who has shown that he can do some damage in yep. the playoffs. Aaron Holland is going to be trade off some of those back-end parts and a, a couple draft picks. And that – get it's rid of deep young. team. You get rid of Young who is a, tra- a young, tradable yeah. asset yeah. because he does kind of the same things as like some other guys. And you need to get someone right or keep him if you can.
1: Have well,
0: you probably place want to place. stay on a Sabonis. I have but. another place
1: I think he will be nice in. It. If uh – they just signed Dwight. If he can get to Washington to play mm. the field and wall, he's the perfect pick-and-pop guy. They can perfect. Play, they can throw it down to him to let him play on the post. And then when they run the floor, he can actually trail and be that guy to get the open air the shot.
0: I like basketball. that. Well, we're, we're jamming. We are 23 in, and time is flying. So I did want to talk a quick NFL one or two topics with you. We'll pivot to that, and then we'll get out of here. So you're a Chiefs fan, pretty cool story. You can, you can plug why you like them as an L.A. born and raised native yeah. if you'd like, but I would like to talk a little AFC West real quick.
1: AFC West, Chief fan, I uh, played Pop Warner uh, growing up and the team I played for was the Chiefs. I will hear a lot of Marcus Allen names, so he was on the Chiefs, I will hear Joe Montana's name, he was on the Chiefs, so I just stuck with
0: it. So obviously the, the talk of Super Bowl week, and I was actually out there for media week, was the Alex Smith trade. I really like that Andy Reid and the and the staff, I'm, I'm sure the general manager and the owner factor in, of course, but they made a collective decision to go with the youthful, talent, rising star, at least projected to be, in Patrick Mahomes. Your thoughts on that initially? Because you know Alex Smith's a 10-11 win guy year in, year out.
1: Yeah, uh, I just think it was time for a change, man. We weren't going to win a Super Bowl. And they kind of looked at the way that Seattle won their Super Bowl. So we're going to have this quarterback that isn't paid this big amount of money so we can place money in other places, so we can build a team around him, so we can try to win one or two before his money hits the $100 million
0: mark. I'm glad you brought up Seattle and the money. Richard Sherman in the headlines this week talking about how I don't know what happened in Seattle, but competition got away from him. The culture got away from him. To me, as an onlooker, I find that to be fascinating, and that is almost a peel-back-the-onion-type comment. There's a lot of layers to it. For me, I thought Pete Carroll had the same program since USC. So to say that they're not about competition up there with John Schneider, the GM, and Pete Carroll running things, I find that fascinating. Do you think it all changed when everyone got paid and they were no longer rookies?
1: I think that, and I think that uh, the coaching staff was trying to take a little more control. I think with the time they were winning, they allowed the players to have more of a bigger part. So that's why you have the competitive edge because they let them do what they do best. But once they kind of didn't hand the ball to Marshawn Lynch, it kind of saw that the coaches were trying to control the team instead of letting the players be who they are and do what they do, and that's when they started to fall back. But
0: Jeff, if that's what got them to where they are, as in Pete Carroll empowering the players, why do you think they would suddenly try to take back the power or even shift the culture if that was working for
2: them? Man, I don't know. This topic... (laughs)
0: <laughs> Not your bag, J.B. I, I
2: honestly don't even know. Like, uh, you know, it's I, just
0: interesting. because well, just going off of the the money rookie deal thing, Gurley's in the headlines this week saying, I, "If I could just get an eighty million dollar deal yeah. like the NBA guys," I, I brought up the Seahawks conversation with a buddy. He's actually a, a pro athlete in baseball, and what he was saying is, you can't expect guys that nucleus: Russ Wilson, Sherman, Chancellor, Earl Thomas, etc. To take a pay cut on their first real deal. yeah, You can't ask them. There's too
2: much. There's too much ask in the NFL and there's no give. Like these owners. They're, they're, so don't you think they should be paid more? Also another, I think they should be paid It's also another more. issue that it's the most damaging sport to your body but there's no guaranteeing contracts. And that is a whole other conversation that we could be battling. Of course. Debating. For a long Talking about for literally a week. Yeah, yeah. which every NBA player agrees and I think every athlete on earth would agree that they need guaranteed contracts without question and I don't know why their collective bargaining agreement doesn't have that but that's a whole nother thing but
0: any Chris Paul and LeBron is player player uh, <laughs> man, player <yeah>. refs
2: yeah. <laughs> oh man it's just like uh, I don't that's just my
0: choice yeah Michael last, last comments on that before we jam out
1: man I just think that it's terrible man. these football players deserve it's the biggest sport in America. You know, everyone knows that everyone's going to be out there next month to get their Madden. and going to be playing Madden yeah. all day and night. So these guys deserve their due, and they know it's such a barbaric sport. So pay them now so that they can give their all because they're going to be getting paid. And if their bodies break down, then they're taken care of, and they have money to take care of themselves with any injuries that they're left with. That's it's a great
2: point. I, I want to add a twist to the Monday Morning Quarterback that – I have an analogy that the NFL is like Silicon Valley. The Googles, the Facebooks, the Yahoo's, the Sportsme's, the whatever, they hire people and they steal people away from you. They give you benefit. They give you lunch. They give you yoga. They give you hot yoga. They bring bring you shows and they overpay you to keep the talent. Mm -hmm. But in the NFL, it's the opposite. The product is the players. Like Michael said, the the NFL is a $12 billion beast. $12 billion a... On tax,
0: by the way. Far
2: and away the biggest league who still has no engagement like the NBA, which is another whole thing in itself. Absolutely. struggle at that hardcore. We know lots of users who don't talk about football. It's just not as fun. And it's different. But they need to... If I was the NFL, I would say, look... Our product, the only thing that makes us this revenue and empowers the fans to talk about this and the athletes is we should pay them more. We should guarantee contracts and give them this little – give back a little bit because ultimately in the long run, it's going to be a better game. Undoubtedly. The NFL yeah. looks bad when a guy like Gurley says yeah. this.
0: So bad, I think they maybe overcompensate. Remember when staff Matt Stafford and Sam Bradford got those fifty to sixty five million dollar deals on draft day? All of a sudden, those it's were insane. out the window. But then they, I feel like they overcompensated.
2: Yeah, it, it, it's insane that rookies in the NFL make more than the some of the best players in the NFL. help. Upset is Le'Veon Bell right now saying, "Great example. These yeah. rookies are getting this much money, and I'm the best player in the NFL, arguably. Mm-hmm.
0: Timothy Moskow is making 15 a year. That's middle <laughs> to upper tier <laughs> NFL
1: Jeremy quarterback is like
2: money. 22 million dollars a year. I think it comes. With- Nurkic is making more money than Le'Veon Bell. Man,
1: with, with the NFL has to look at, how the NBA does it, and the NBA allows the players to be faces of the teams." And allow them to be the names. NFL always try to hide around, this is a team game. Yeah, to, to extent, but you need star players. Undoubtedly. So you need to promote those guys even more so that they can be the face. The face isn't the Patriots yep. or the Chiefs or the Rams. It's these players that are helping these teams win. And that's where it will come to now. We have to pay them like what they really are.
0: Sensational discussion, 100%. boys. Hundred yeah. percent. We're going to keep it going in the SportsMe app. This has been another sensational SportsMe podcast with our special guest, Michael Matthew. Find them on Courtside Radio on IG. Check them out Thursday nights at six Thursday Pacific.
1: Yeah.
0: Beautiful. Catch them there, and then SportsMe King Michael the First. And as always, the CEO and founder, we wouldn't be here without him, JRubo7 on the gram, and at Sports Me app on IG, Jeff. Michael, appreciate you. Yeah. Alright, until next time,
1: we'll see you in the battlefield. It's been fun. Peace!